Welcome to the Harris Day Lodge. I am your host, Dylan Cooper, with our constant co-host over here. Gavin Franklin. And don't really have too much in fr- as far as housekeeping things to do. I will say that I believe for our giveaway, we'll be doing it on our second review of Thousand Sons. So that'll be a three-parter on our second actual review. We'll do the giveaway. If you want to be entered into it, please tweet us at Heresy Lodge. And you can also email us, which is theheresylodge at gmail.com. And also join our Discord, which is pinned on our Twitter. As far as that, I think that's it. Uh, let's go to go into our beer. So there is actually one thing I want to say before we go too far into the beer. So one of our fans actually he, or messaged me last week after our episode about Gavin's birthday being this week. said, hey, I really want to get you guys a beer for Gavin's birthday. So, shout out to our fan that sent this to us. He asked for no shout out, so I won't say your name, but yeah, this is from our fan. <laughs> oh, right on. I didn't know that. Well, thank yeah, you I wanted, very much. I wanted to keep it as a surprise, so I wanted to get your genuine reaction. I was a little confused when you said, I'll get the beer this week, since we have the agreement that I bring the beer, you you pay for the podcast monthly <laughs> subscription. <laughs> yeah, plot twist, didn't pay for it. Our fan did, which was super awesome. Uh, just to go about it, it's an Oka Barrel beer, which we had before. It's our favorite brewery locally, I think. Yeah. Them and Shell Creek are my two favorites. This is definitely one of my favorite beers from them, Indiana Amber. Do love it's just them. fucking delicious. They're all their, I haven't been disappointed by a beer that they've made. Yeah, like, even their IPAs are pretty good. I'm not a big IPA person. I agree. So other than that, let's uh, jump back into the Tales of Heresy. We are reviewing the last three of the stories. And we're going to start off with Call of the Lion. Yeah, this was an okay one. There's really not a lot to review here. This story has almost no meat. Although, um, interesting to talk about with Lionel Johnson's Dark Angels. So, story takes place on one of the rim, some of the rim areas, right, of the galaxy. Yeah. Um, basically... There's a commander in charge trying to bring the world to compliance, and he hasn't been able to do that for a long time, so they can't find any. Yeah. They're, like, out in the middle of nowhere, and there's a, finally they find a planet inhabited by humans. Mm-hmm. And just kind of a, a note, this is also a Terran one. This was before the uh, – I guess he's been a commander before the lion was Before found. the discovery of Caliban, right? So – the Lion, though, sends another commander, which is a new commander, from Caliban. Now, let's talk about this, because this is somewhat confusing to me. We hear a little bit in Fallen Angels, and a little bit in Descent of Angels, how there's a lot of discord between Terran-born Marines and Caliban-born Marines in the First Legion. What does that look like to you? Uh, so whenever, to me, like the Terranborns are more like, I would say, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Like, not political is not the word. They're more more likely to find like a diplomatic like victory than a straight up war. Where Caliban, they're like. What's what we do? We fucking hunt and kill. Yeah, Caliban was a death planet, so they definitely look to do that kind of stuff first. Um, and what I find interesting, though, is how the lions use the groups. Because it seems to me, and we'll read this a little bit in Fallen Angels, 
but he tends to surround himself with Terranborn Marines. Mm. Uh, with one exception of, of Namriel, which we know yeah. is stayed back in Fallen Angels, which is uh, still very confusing to me. Um, <laughs> this Marine, this Terranborn Marine, is actually in Fallen Angels. He's actually a pretty major character, um, which is kind of cool to see that this story comes that this story comes out after um, and we get to like see someone from the short stories continue on in one of the books which is kind of interesting yeah and I honestly I didn't even notice until you mentioned it when we were talking about fallen angels like oh yeah when we read Tales of Pharisee this guy's there I was like oh fuck yeah yeah, yeah I guess you're right so the new t- the Calibanite commander comes in and they're able to make contact with the civilization and right in the beginning it's like the Calvinites like, well, let's attack them by surprise and <laughs> take out their civilization real quick. And the, the Terranborn Marines like, why in the world would we do that? Let's chill out. Maybe they'll join our group or whatever. Jo- join the Imperium. Mm. Join our group. <laughs> you want to join our group? It's our club. <laughs> um, but they go to the planet's surface, and it seems like I think it's very similar to our world and our technology. That's kind of how I felt too. Yeah. So they were able to do some damage to some of these Marines, but mainly through, like, missiles and artillery and crazy shit like that. Like, their bullets weren't doing anything. Yeah, it was really cool, like, actually, like, so whenever they, like, they find this planet and they go down to it. And they, like, land in, like, a fucking, like, military, like, zone and immediately just start getting fucking bombarded by fucking missiles and shit. And they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of interesting, like, uh, it's like, imagine if, it really was like this, if an alien invasion came and wanted to first make peace with us, they would look for a place to land that had nothing going on, and then they landed in Area 51, because it was yeah. nothing but desert. Yeah, it was definitely, like, fucking, uh, was it Arizona where they were testing the nuclear bombs? Possibly. I'm per- in Mexico. Yeah, somewhere, like, deserted like that, like, that's basically where they fucking landed. Yeah. And just a fucking, like, testing facility, and of course, they're like, ah, shit, now we have to fucking kill them to get ourselves out of here. This planet that they landed on reminded me so much of Earth, because mm-hmm. essentially what happens is they didn't just, like, attack the planet, they're attacking one of the nations, and one yeah. of the nations took it personally, and then they realize, okay, well, they get back up to the ship, and the Calvinite's like, perfect, this is great. They attacked us, now we strike, and the Terranborn's like, maybe we fucked up by landing in a bad place, and we should have just opened negotiations with them. Yeah. Um, and so what they end up doing is going to, like, a, a meeting, a council, with basically, it's like the UN. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how I would describe it. Yeah, so there's a meeting of all the nations, and who is so perfectly described as what our UN is like because there were certain nations that were like, how could we benefit <laughs> from the arrival of the Astartes? That's definitely the U.S. <laughs> yeah. And then you had certain nations that were like, fuck this, we're not going to let them in. That's the Russians. We'll go to war. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, even the guy, they were talking about how, um, like, the people in power would be able to stay in power and like, people really enjoyed that. And then... Um, the person, the leader of the country that they attacked, not really attacked, but landed in initially, yeah. had armed guards, right, mm-hmm. come in, and that was a violation of the rules. Um, they were supposed to meet without weapons. Right. Um, and then that's when the Calibanite 
he said, fuck this. <laughs> it just starts fucking shooting. He had, like, Terminators or something on standby. Yeah. Like, something crazy. They, they, like, teleported in. Yeah. And just started mowing people down. Yeah, so they killed the entirety of the UN and then um, just started dropping nukes on the planet. <laughs> and you know what? That's probably exactly how this would go. Yeah. I think so. Like, if the first discovered us, yeah. It's interesting how... You know, what country do you think would be, like, they would want to land in? If, like, it was all about trying to, like, find, like, diplomacy. No, definitely the U.S., I think. You think so? Yeah. And the only reason I would say that is just because the U.S. is... I mean, in every other country, right, you follow your country's politics and the U.S.'s politics. Fair. Yeah. Like, we don't look at Canada's politics. We don't, <laughs> we don't look at any... The only... Politics thing some people in the U.S. might look at is the royal family, but that's not politics. They're Excuse just, me, South or no North Korea? Well, well that's they matter. War, though. <laughs> <laughs> like they matter because they have nuclear bombs. You know, we're not sitting here like. Do they? What is Pakistan's governor doing today? Or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> no one gives a shit. Yeah, that's fair. We don't know when the Canadian elections are. Do you know when the Canadian elections are? No. No. But apparently, ours <laughs> get thing. followed globally. Yeah, that's right? fair. Which is why I think, I know that sounds very American to say, but the Asaris would want to land in the United States because we're still kind of viewed. I think that's changing. Yeah. Like, over the course of the next few years, I think that's going to change rapidly. But as of right now, I think they'd still want to land in the U.S. Or yeah. maybe, like, I could see maybe, like, a very neutral country. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even like probably like a decent amount of Europe would be fine. I mean, Germany's not going to go to war again. Trust me. I don't know. <laughs> Germany's attitude has always just been, you don't think we will? <laughs> I love it. I love Germany. They're great. You know, fuck you guys. You know what? It's about time. It's been you know seventy, eighty years. Germany's the only country in the world that's went to war with the rest of the world, and then. Was like fuck. It, let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> they had two rounds. Great bitches. <laughs> yeah. So I have mad respect for Germany. Um, not necessarily for what they were doing, but you know, just the balls. Mad, mad respect for that one guy. Ah, what was his name? <laughs> his birthday was a few days ago. His birthday is the day after mine. Uh, I, this is just kind of off the topic, but uh, so it, at work we had a meeting. It was like about presentation skills. And one of the ones they showed us was the fucking Hitler presentation. <laughs> He's just like yelling in German. He's just, just like super into it. I'm like, do you guys remember what he did? <laughs> I don't know if this is a good presentation to show people. <laughs> Listen, okay. In my mind, Hitler was very good at communicating. So that's like saying we can't say no, I mean, Bill he got Cosby. an entire country. Yeah. Multiple, multiple countries, countries really, because they they won't by themselves. Yeah, like that's like saying Bill Cosby's not funny anymore. Like, yeah, he was funny. Like, I actually don't think he was funny. Yeah, <laughs> but let's say like, okay, the people that did like still find the humor funny, right? But they don't support him as a person, you know. So like, yeah, we can use the communicative skills that the man used to uh, bring an entire country to war and hate one group of people. Also, a little off the topic, but my freshman year of college. And also, in a speech class, I gave a speech about how Hitler wasn't that bad of a person in front of a Baptist college. Jeez. <laughs> I got a lot of looks, and I got a B. <laughs> wow. 
It well, was very compelling. A similar story. My sophomore year, I gave a speech about Genghis Khan. <laughs> you know what? I think we, I think we'd be fine with the Astartes game. You and I. Yeah, we'd really figure <laughs> stuff out. Like, look, we'll be Imperiators, or not Imperators. Yeah, Imperators, right? Or Raiders. Or right now. What's the thing that um, fuck? What was his name? The remember from like the first three books. Zinderman. Oh yeah, he's an orator. Orator. Yeah, yeah, I'll be one of those. Yeah, I can do that. I think um, they'd want to land in your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Uh, Astartes, if you're if you're listening to this. Unless you're world leaders. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, guys. I don't want world leaders in my backyard. I definitely want some fucking war bears. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ward bear is laying here. I'm just fucking killing you all. <laughs> <laughs> so they kill everyone, and then there's this. Uh, the ending is just kind of this like little small debate. The guy's like, "How could you? This is disgusting." And the Calvinite guy was like, "This is how we do shit." Now I'm obviously siding with the Terran board. Yeah, I here. agree. But also, it's very interesting because at the end, the Calvinite's like, "The lion will hear will hear of this." Yeah, and he, we, he does. So we kind of picked that, I guess, small, tiny spoiler for Fallen Angels, the next book. The lion sends this guy back to Caliban, the Terranborn Marine, for training. But really, the lion just doesn't like him. So what you come to find out is Caliban's kind of like a prison for all of the people that the lion dislikes. Yeah, he's just a prison for them and makes them fucking train the new guys. <laughs> yeah, you're going to go here. Oh, how long? Do we come back next week? Mm, uh, no, forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely need you guys back on the front lines eventually. Never fucking happen. At some point. At some point, for sure. And, you know, I, I definitely talk about this like when we get the Fallen Angels, but... Ooh, nah, never mind. It's probably still a spoiler for people that, like... Don't know about, like, the Dark Angels. No, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. It's all good. So, that's kind of the ending of this story. It where, was, did, where did you rank this one again? It was pretty low. I think second to last. I, I think, think was, mine was the same. The Sister of Silence one was the last one. Yeah. I think it was... Actually, I, I might still have my list. Let me take a look. I think it was, like, second to last, though. Yeah. Because it was just wasn't very... Intriguing? Yeah. There wasn't a lot going on. It was a, it was a story... I think what's frustrating about this one is it kind of seemed like a repeat almost of, as Wolf at, Wolf at the Door. Uh, yeah, as far as, like, the, um... But not as well written. Not as much going on, not as many characters, not as... Yeah, who wrote this one? It was that Garv or something like that guy? Gav Throat, right? Something like that. Yeah, Gav Throat. Yeah, he does a lot of 4K ones. Yeah, talk about that? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, sorry, I had to... Okay, so my order... Actually, yes, I had this one second to last. Yeah. But our next book is my fucking favorite one. Absolutely. The and Last Church. I know, like, when we did, our, we did our preview, I talked about that YouTube video as well. If you guys haven't watched it, you should. It's... I'm pretty sure it's just called The First Church, or The Last Church. Uh, it's animated. Like, yep, it's just, like, an animated, like, story. It's, I think it's an hour and a half long, but it's really cool... It, Goes through the story and yeah, it's just cool seeing it to life. Yeah, it this book, like I said, really it's like a play. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just two people talking the whole yeah. time. Yeah, and I, I mean, I kind of figured this will be the one that we talked the most about. I'm definitely so. yeah, ready to dive in. Yeah, let's go. Okay, so basically, the story takes place on literally the last church. Mm-hmm. Or in Terra, obviously. Mm-hmm. This is probably the earliest writing we actually get. Um, mm-hmm. So far, 
as far as like how back in the war it's gone because this is before the emperor has actually started the great crusade the only thing i can think of is the flashback that um john grammaticus had during the unification wars um, no man the earliest is the fucking dragon being slain oh <laughs> in the story the emperor was a fucking knight <laughs> so in this in this case it's, it's i would say right after the unification wars and the emperor has turned his strategy less on fighting and more on orating and mm-hmm. bringing people to believe in his message. And one of those, one of the key things he has to do is promote secularism and therefore destroy religion on Terra in order to destroy religion throughout the rest of the galaxy. So he comes to the last church. Now, of course, we don't know that it's the emperor at this time when yeah. it begins, but... I think I guessed it pretty quickly. Uh, so when whenever I was reading it at first, I was like, "Huh, I wonder who this guy is." But then, like, because like, so let's go into like how it starts. So it's you know stormy and shit, and there's this old guy in the church. Uh, he's like he's lighting the candles, and he hears like marching. He's like, "Oh, okay, they're finally here." It's, it's running late, like, we should be starting now. He opens the door, and it's just one guy. So, and then, like, as it was starting, I was like, that has to be the Emperor. Let's talk about that real quick, because I think that's interesting. And talk about the tactics that I think were used. No one's showing up for service. So, it talked about how he had a few people still coming. Yeah. And then they stopped. Do you think the Astartes' presence... Well, it's not even Astartes at this point, I don't think. Thunder Warriors. Yeah. They're like the Makamon Astartes. Yeah. Scared the people of the town to not worship, to not go to church that day? Or do you know, you I don't think, like, I don't think, like, they were, like, going, like, door to door, but I think just maybe just, like, seeing them in the presence, it was just, like, okay. Hmm. Like, I, like, I, mostly, like, when they see the emperor, it's, like, an immediate, like, bow down type of deal. So I, I looked at there's two different ways to look at it, right? Either the Astartes scared these people, or the, the Thunder Warriors scared these people into not wanting to go. Or that this man was literally, I think the, the way the writing was supposed to come off was this man was literally the last bastion of religion. Like this, yeah. this story was supposed to be the snuffing out of the last cornerstone of religion on Terra. Yeah, and I mean, even like, as we like go through the story, like I honestly, like I don't think it was ever like a full house. Like it maybe had been like two to four people would be like my guess on like an average like service. So the question is, and that the reason I find it interesting to talk about is because if we have the first scenario where people are scared to go, that in my opinion throughout history has made religion stronger. Mm-hmm. You know, because it gives them something to oppose. And whenever something opposes your religion, your beliefs actually get stronger. Because if something's opposing it, then that means it must be right. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Um, where, um, and this is exactly what happens in the book. I mean, the emperors are opposing this man's religion the entire book. And he gets stronger and stronger in his beliefs. Yeah. Um, Let's, honestly, I think we should just, this is like the definitely the one like we should just really just kind of go sure. all the way through so we have the setup. We have the the guy lighting out the candles. It's storming. Here's the marching. He opens the door to one person, and they come in. 
and they like introduce themselves. I don't remember what the pastor's name was. Not at all. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But they're like, so, like, what's your name? He goes, my name is Revelation. And what a weird name. Yeah, especially because the priest is like, oh, well, that's very biblical. And he's like, sure, kind of. I wonder if that's like a typical name for the time. Maybe. Maybe. You know, names kind of change. Like, I, can, I mean, I figure he like said that as like, because you know that in Revelations it's supposed to be, you know, the coming of Jesus. It's you know, bring everyone home or whatever. Yes. Right? You're you're the one that was all that was in the cult. You tell me. <laughs> it's like the like isn't Revelation like the birth of the Antichrist and like the rapture. Yeah, so the book of Revelations is about the end times. Yeah. Which in is very parallel to this story. literally the end times. Yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, and I kind of I think like in this story like the emperor is supposed to represent like Jesus taking all of his sons. Or maybe even Jesus being the antichrist. Also true. Yeah. Or not Jesus, the emperor being. No, no. Yeah, I think Jesus is the fucking antichrist. I think it has to do a lot with um it could be it's really up to the viewer. This is why I love his books so much. Yeah, it's like, so good. Um, he, he is Revelation. Um, but Revelations, you know, being being called Revelation means, like, you're there to, like, show something. Yeah. Know, reveal something um, to someone. And, like, I think in this context, it's not necessarily about, like, the associating it to the book Revelations, even though it is. It's, like, the end times. Mm. But also, like, he's here to reveal to the priest, the era of his ways. Yeah. So let's just keep going. Mm-hmm. So we, we have their introduction, and the priest sits Revelation down, or Revelations, whatever it was, down, and they just talk. And Revelations is like, so why, why do you sell this church, basically? Like, mm-hmm. why do you still practice religion? You know, you know, there's this guy that's the emperor who's trying to end religion for, like, the betterment of the world, basically. And he's... Yeah. And he's just like because I've I've seen God basically and well okay so let's talk about the discussion he has about the emperor real quick because mm-hmm. before he reveals that he's the emperor he does ask you know what do you think about the emperor and the priest is kind of like well eh, he's okay yeah and he's like well what are you talking about like has he not saved a bunch of people and he's like listen like I was there like I've seen the shit that's happened I've seen how many people have died and like. In all honesty, I, like this entire book, I was siding with the priest. Yeah, the priest is a very like good argument, and I really like like first one of my favorite things is like they like they sit down and they first the priest pours them a drink, they each of them a drink of wine or a glass of wine. I was like, okay, this is cool, and it's not like one of those religions. Yeah, and the emperor or sorry, um, Revelation is like. Huh, I haven't had one of these in a very long time. And he's like, Yes, it's oh, yeah. very old. It's from my family's house, basically. No, so, okay. First first and foremost, what happens is um, Revelation's walking him through the church. And there's actually like this sacred chamber that he takes him into. And the whole time they're debating um, about religion. The sacred chamber, he's got like this stone. 
right? That's what it is. There's just massive yeah, thunderstorm. Or thunderstorm, like yeah. And essentially, um, I can't remember exactly what the story is behind the thunderstorm, but it's one of the holy artifacts of that religion. Um, and it's, it, there's a lot of parallels here, right? Because you have the thunderstone, uh, the thunder warriors, you know, the, the emperor with mm-hmm. his thunderbolts is the emperor's sigil, you know? Right. So um, he's got this thunderstone, and uh, this whole time they're walking around debating, and there's some interesting points that are brought up. Um, so some of these points include stuff like the emperor saying, hey, uh, religion has caused so much war. Um, and so much hatred, um, and he brings up certain historical moments. Mm. One of the historical moments he brings up, and this is 100% factual. Um, I'm not, re- I don't remember the war that this was from, but there was a someone invading a city, and he basically comes out and in in the city, there's people of their religion and people of another religion, and they say, well, how do we tell them apart? And he said, well, we'll kill the entire city, and God will decide. <laughs> Super fucked up insanely crazy um and like the emperor just keeps laying out all these things that have been done like the crusades um various points throughout history where religion has fucked stuff up uh the aztecs sacrificing people and beheading people for their gods right then like the priest like i think he misses a really specific point here because his argument back is like well, religion's also done a lot of good stuff. Mm. You no, know, religion has helped people become better in their communities. Religion has um, saved lives through charitable donations, through like stuff like the Red Cross. We yeah. actually see this. I mean, we know we know statistically, at least in the United States. I don't know what if it's this way worldwide. You know, uh, religious communities donate almost like ten times more to charitable causes, not including the church. Um, like we we do know that like religion does typically drive good Samaritanism, which is a religious. Maybe, term. I mean, ah, uh, it's so especially like if we like talk about like, GUI specific like the way like taxes and shit work and like how like donations and stuff go like and everything's like a tax write off. It's very weird, especially with churches. So like churches like they are not taxed. Mm-hmm. So especially like here it's very weird. And then like you have places like and you can write off church donations. Mm-hmm. Taxes as well. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then you like places like the Middle East where like religions are life. They literally kill each other over religion. Sure. I think um, the the argument that the priest made was the wrong argument. Mm-hmm. I think him saying religion's done good things was the wrong argument to make. The argument I would have made is. Take religion out of the equation, and you just find out that people are looking for an excuse to kill each other because people are inherently shitty, regardless of religion. Yeah, I think his like biggest argument was like religion gives you a moral compass, basically. Which yeah, which is true, mm-hmm. but to a degree, you know, right. I you don't necessarily need a religion for a moral compass, and that's what the emperor was trying to say. Yeah, like your moral compass with religion comes with a lot of ties. Yes. Agreed. Um, and the emperor is saying, like, we can we can develop a moral compass for people. That's great. But I really think the priest should have made the argument, like, hey, you're right. That one guy did do that one bad thing. Yeah. But there's been millions and millions of acts of evil done not out of 
the acts of religion. Mm -hmm. And if you're trying to snuff out evil, religion is not the cause of it. That's kind of been my qualm with the crusade. The secularism this. Mm -hmm. I understand it, but like look at the heresy. Yeah. The chaos gods, and I, this one, this book is so good because it really made me think about this as like a symbolic thing. I think the chaos gods are literally supposed to represent the inherent evil of humanity, and it just happens to take place in the form of religion. Yeah. When like even religion aside, people are just awful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even just, just because you're religious doesn't mean you're a fucking good person. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. It goes back and forth. It's vice yeah. versa. Like religion doesn't cause evilness, but it also doesn't cause goodness. Yeah. It's just like a thing that exists. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think what's interesting is you have an argument on both sides, and both of them are wrong. Yeah. Like the priest is trying to argue like religion brings about goodness, and the emperor is trying to argue religion brings about evil and badness. And in reality, like. Like, that's not necessarily true. Like, people are just good and bad. Yeah. You know, and they look for a tool, and that tool may be religion, but there's various other things that can mean something. We were talking about Hitler earlier. Yes, there was religion involved, but he was literally able to blame the collapse of his society on a group of people. Mm-hmm. And the Jews, you don't necessarily need to practice the religion of, of Judaism to be a Jew, because it's a culture. Yeah. Right? So, like, he blamed on that group of people. So, like, religion was used as a tool there, but not nearly as much as, like, the economy or money was used as a tool. Right. You know? So, like, that is, that is, like, such an interesting debate to me. And what I love about this is, like, reading this as a reader, you're almost, like, I'm screaming on my like, both of you are kind of idiots. Yeah. And, like, it's really cool, too, like, how, like, this is set up. Like, we have the, it starts off with them sitting down. They're having this just this theological debate. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me a lot of just like, in Game of Thrones, I talked about before in our preview, that like, the episode that they're all sitting by the fire and just kind of talking. That's kind of like how like this like felt for me, like it was just like... You have to remind me. Episode of them by the fire talking. Uh, so like, all like most of the main characters, they're in, it's right before the long night happens. Okay. When Winterfell is about, winter's about to come at Winterfell. Oh, oh in the fireplace. Yes. Okay, I, okay, yeah. So you have, like, Bria Tarth and Tyrion and Jon Snow. Yeah, and they're just talking. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's exactly how I feel like, like, we don't have action here. It's literally just two guys talking. We have this old guy who's stuck in his ways, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Yeah. And then we have the Emperor's trying to bring in the change. We need more of this. This is why I think, like, these type of stories are the reason we like to remember Thirsty. Yeah, because you take put aside the warriors, you put aside the primarchs, and you just say, "Here's a person in his thoughts." I think that's why we were like uh, Carcassy mm-hmm. in the very beginning. He was like, "This is kind of fucked up." And you have to literally read a whole chapter about like how ridiculous the Imperium was and how um, hypocritical it was. Yeah, like we need more of these stories. I love these are always my favorite. Yeah, parts. I think they're like uh, we talk about the story. Like, the remembrances are like. More like, well, at least like one of them is like one of our favorite characters Absolutely. in the story, and like I think that happens in the same like Thousand Sons. There's one called Emil. Yeah, I agree. He, I think he's very human to where it's like a, a person who like comes and finds out he has some power and like kind of like that ride with him, 
it's very just like human and yep. that's something that you need in a story where it's just constantly giant people killing alien creatures yeah and what's so cool to see is like we it, this story in particular I really enjoy because you played the remembrancer I think yeah um, because you're right um, the remembrancers are really like the middle of the road because you have the Astartes you have the Primarchs who are supposed to be able to think faster they're smarter but at the same time they have all this power and power makes you very stern in your ways like you can think one thing you're like that's it you go and that's a very that's a trait that the Astartes and the Primarchs have mm. like they don't they don't change their minds right over anything and um you get the remembrancers looking at like these opposing viewpoints and being like, holy shit, can we calm down? <laughs> <laughs> and I think we play that part here where we're like, we're listening to this or reading this very philosophical debate and you're like, both of you are kind of like in the wrong area, I felt like, at least. And yeah. more so the emperor, I believe, in the wrong. Yeah, so let's, let's kind of go on more with the story. So like, you know, they're sitting there, they're talking and they both drink their wine and... Well, before they start drinking, it's important because that's when, before they drink is when the guy reveals, I know my religion is true because I have seen God. And the emperor's like, really? Tell me about that. Well, that, no, no. So they start, start with the wine. wine. They, they switch to like, like a bourbon or something, or like a whiskey. Oh, okay. And that, because the emperor does say that, like, so tell me more about that. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to need something stronger for this. Oh, but it actually was not, okay, so the two stories tied in together, that's right, because mm -hmm. the emperor was asking more about his past. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so he pulls out two different glasses, pours, I, I'm going to say it's whiskey, because I fucking love whiskey. Well, before that, let's, let's talk about, like, because the emperor, as they're walking and drinking their wine, is asking about his past as a person. He explains all of this until he reaches the point where he says that he's seen God. And then they go in and drink the bourbon because he, he's too afraid to talk about the war that they had. Okay. So it starts off with, like, what he's telling them about his past. He says, you know, he is a son to... Rich. Like, yeah, like rich people. And he kind of was able to just do whatever he wanted. Mm -hmm. And at one point, he just started traveling so one thing i think is really cool to know about the priest in the story is like he was not always religious no nah, he was and not always he a was a douche man. yeah he was a dick yeah like he was just this rich douchebag and like he, he kind of talks about like how he was this rich douchebag like he at one point he was in this like city and the thunder warriors were coming through and he just started like shit talking them yeah shit talking the emperor because he hated what the emperor was doing yeah right so what he did uh, there's, there's a couple things to unpack here, um, but what he basically did, he wanted to travel the corners of the world to like experience culture, mm -hmm. and he realized that the emperor was literally ripping culture out of these yeah. places and destroying these places through war, and he grew to hate the emperor from this, um, and he was a dick. Oh, a hundred percent. And it's so cool to hear the priest like kind of just say, "Yeah, I was a fucking dick." Um, I really enjoyed that because it's, it's human. It's human, and not only that, it expresses the concept of change. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, this I, is a guy like I imagine him in like his like seventies. Yeah, right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and in like his twenties when he's doing this. Yeah, stuff. he expresses the concept of change. I was this man. I'm a priest now. He's like, I regret that I was that way, but I'm it glad that it led me here. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that that is something that the Emperor, the Primarchs who started, don't understand. Yeah. I don't know. A part of me almost feels like at like this point in like the story, like Revelations or the Emperor, if you just want to call him that at this point, yeah. is like kind of understanding almost of like where he is. Yeah. If that makes sense. Sure. He's like, I get why your actions and your experiences have led you to this point. Yeah. But he's trying to convince him that he's wrong. Mm-hmm. Which, we'll, we'll just keep going. I'll just talk about So he's explaining about how he's traveling to all these places. He gets in a little bout with the Thunder Warriors at one point. And um, he ends up in a rebellion. Yeah, following this guy who's just a fucking... He could talk, but he was like not actually like that good of a fighter. If I'm not mistaken. So this was the interesting part of it to me is there was he, he told he was telling the emperor he was like yeah so I joined this person's like band to rebel against the emperor the last bastions of freedom and the emperor was like you do remember that that guy was a murderer and killed so and so and all this and he's like oh yeah I found that out eventually After. yeah <laughs> but I didn't know I hated the emperor and he was all about killing the emperor. And so I was like, sure. Yeah, and he was convincing. Let's think about this, though. Uh, also, at this point, they've had, they've had their bourbon. No, not yet. I thought he did before this part. I don't think he started... Oh, yes. Like, when he starts telling them... About the war. Their, yeah, yeah, join the group. Yeah. So, I want to talk about this whole conversation they have about he actually did kill so-and-so, yada, yada, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's true? Because when we read in the book, it makes it seem like it's definitely true. This the the person that he went to follow was an evil person. He turned out to be an evil person that lied to all the people. I mean, honestly, I don't. It's such a weird thing because history is definitely written by the winner. Exactly. So it, it could go either way. I mean, the way that like he's described, like I could see him. Almost like looking at this battle as like an opportunity for power, and less of like this is actually like what I believe in. It's like there's always like this one like one person that's like okay, I can lead this rebellion. This is the problem I have with the story, and it's a problem that we've actually brought up multiple times, especially in this book already. We brought this up already, and in, in Mechanicum, the Emperor's on Terra. Yeah. He's built the Stardis. You don't have crazy machines. You don't have anything. Like, they're going to win. Yeah. And <laughs> it's a crazy thing, too. Like, nothing. They, like, don't even have, like, like, they have, like, rifles and, like, pitchforks and shit. Like, it's not even, yeah. like, comparable as, like, an army. Exactly. So, in my mind, I'm thinking about this. Why would this man truly rebel or whatever? And you say, like, power grab. There's no way. Like, there's no way, like, a, a monkey could look at the situation and be like, I'm not going to win. It was literally just like a town in France. I don't know, man. There's always, like, there's always someone that's like, you know what, I bet I'm better than that. Yeah, but it, I think the more likely situation was he was in the right. I mean, I don't and think he said, what the emperor did was in the right 
by any means. I mean, this other guy. And yeah. maybe he wasn't necessarily in the right, but I think there was some grayness there. And he, I think it was more oh, of like a... That's kind of just this world. Yeah. It's all in the gray. I think it was more of like, I need to stand on my ground. And it's less about me. It's less about me needing to go out and like seize power and more about me needing to make a point. Yeah. No, I understand. Because there's so many people in this world that have died to trying to make a fucking point. Yeah. And like, they'll go against overwhelming odds just to make a point. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, we, we have, have this fucking rebellion start. start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, before, before the rebellion starts, the, the priest is explaining his experience before they march and how fucking awesome it was. Yeah, like, everyone was, like, super hyped. They're like, yeah, we can fucking win this. They're getting drunk the night before, having crazy sex with all these beautiful girls, and just, as they're leaving the town, everyone's like, yeah, go for it, you're our heroes. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, Dylan, people were pumped to fight the Emperor. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you also think about, like, this like, every, like, country is going to... If there's someone invading you, of course you're going to be on the side that is on yours. Like, remember, like, when, like, 9-11 happened? Like, we were like, fuck Afghanistan. <laughs> fuck Iraq. Kill them all. Yeah. Like, everyone was, like, joining the military and shit. Like, everyone's joining the military and shit. Like, that's just kind of how it works. It's just the patriotism. That's so true. No, this is very true. Um, that's a good point. That, But I just think it's interesting that everyone was super excited about it. Like, I don't think anyone was, like... You know, yeah, we had Toby Keith come out courtesy of red, <laughs> white, and blue. And everyone's like, let's go kill some Fucking <laughs> <laughs> But the concept is like, no mother celebrated her son leaving for war. You know? Yeah, that's fair. And like, I think you get a little bit of like celebration with this stuff. And it's weird to me. But go ahead and continue with your synopsis of the war. Yeah, so we have... They start marching up. They see the fucking Thunder Warriors. And it's a fucking bloodbath. They just fucking point their guns and just... Fucking just mowing them down. And we have the fucking... The priest at this point, you know, he's in his 20s and... He's just like laying down. Like... I think it's a rounded bodies. Or he like, he runs away. He starts to run away. Yeah, he starts to run away. He gets hit once. Yeah. Um, and he's like laying there and he thinks he's dying. Yeah, he thinks he's dead. He collapses, blacks out for like hours. Yeah. And wakes up and finds the face of his god, this this glowing deity. Yeah, and it heals him. Yeah. I remember that because he was dying. He was going yeah. to die. He was going to die and he gets healed by this being. And after that, you know, he goes home. He finds out that his house was actually like burned down, and by some raiders or something. Or? Yeah, like his like his entire town was like raided, and he ends up like kind of scrummaging through things. So he gets you know the alcohol and whatever else, and mm. the fucking church. Well, he gets the alcohol from the battle, right? I think. Because well, he's like smelling it. Family's alcohol, I'm pretty sure. I thought that he was like smelling it, and he was like, it reminds me. I think of it was just like fields. I think it was just a reminder of old times because mm-hmm. it was so old. Yeah, no, but yeah. And they apparently, they don't have whiskey anymore, which is honestly that's yeah. sad. Oh. Look, if the emperor's oh, yeah. trying to get rid of alcohol, that's fucked up. Yeah, dude, 
He, well, the Emperor's definitely not trying I to I will fucking fight, fight the Emperor <laughs> if he's trying to take away my Listen, bullshit. just like that one guy rebelled, there is a point to be made. <laughs> <laughs> and I will make that goddamn point. There's a ground to stand on, and a life without alcohol is not a life worth living. God damn it. Amen. Or wait, that might be... Fuck. Is that blasphemous? <laughs> As the South would say, yee yee. <laughs> That's it. That's those are the words. So we have this happen, and the emperor is just kind of sitting there in the church and just he's listening. And the priest is, you know, telling him all about this. And is this the point when the emperor reveals himself? Yeah, he changes. Yeah. Which also we should go back to this and how the emperor. We don't know what the fuck the emperor looks like. Yeah. So he's never described. Which. I do want to draw a connection to this, by the way. Um, Jesus is never described. Really? Yeah. Um, all the paintings we see yeah. is actually, um, there was a Me. king that wanted his son to be um, like immortalized or whatever, so we had him painted. And those that, that king, that prince, is what we actually think Jesus looks like. Interesting. Um, but he was never actually described. The only... Thing that was described about him were his hands, coarse hands, because he was a um, he was a carpenter. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, interesting that the emperor is also not described, um, and interesting that that's a parallel to Jesus and not God. Like all kinds of yeah. weird, interesting things. Cause, like Jesus was sent from God, and was the emperor sent from God? But he's also saying God doesn't exist. Like all kinds of like yeah. interesting concepts. And, yeah, there's so many parallels. I love the way the these the horse heresy is honestly it's phenomenal. Like yeah. people, do, I don't think it gets enough credit for being like a well done book. Like all the series, mm. they're, they're so good. Um, a lot of the um, people believe that Sanguinius is supposed to be Jesus. Jesus, you know, and the emperor is supposed to be God. And there's a, there's so many things within the series that draws parallels to that, um, but in this case, you know, I think the emperor is giving out strong Jesus vibes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's just keep going. We have so we have this reveal, and he's like, and the priest is like, "Holy shit! Like, it's you. You, you're the person I saw." And like they go outside, and he's like, "We need to finish this." Mm, yeah. So, the emperor reveals himself to be this guy's deity, basically. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, the guy kind of forfeits. Yeah, basically. He's like, all right, I'm going to go with you. And they walk out, and this is so, like, it almost made me, like, I thought for a moment, I really thought for a moment that this was Malkador. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess it. So they started walking out, and he was like, follow me into the stars. Like, I need people like you. I need you, is what the emperor was saying. Yeah. And this guy's like, okay, okay, okay. And then, you know. Yeah, and so we're, they're outside. They're standing, they're staring at the church, and those that were, that was marching before, that was hinted at, start burning down the church. And the priest is just sitting there staring at it, and... He kind of just realizes, like, I think at like this point he feels like he, 
he might have been just wasting his life if he didn't continue with his dream I to die with his church. I disagree. I get exactly what you're saying, but as a person who has been in religion, I understand what this man is doing. Um, I, I understand exactly what you're saying, because you're like, oh, he's just dying because, like, if he didn't, he'd be giving up on everything he believed in, mm-hmm. right? What's actually happening, in my opinion, from what I read, is he's looking at this and saying, you know, I may be wrong, but I don't like the alternative. That's fair. I mean, that's respectable. I understand. That's what he says in the yeah, end, too. basically. And you know what? I don't blame him, because the emperor's crusade, honestly, isn't that great. This is what he delivered at the end that I thought was really great. And, like, the burning of the church was what causes him. I really fucking love the imagery of this. They're burning the church, and this man in his mind, he's thinking, I get what you're saying. I get my God doesn't exist. But look at what I created. Look what I've done. I've never ordered attacks on mm-hmm. people. I've never slaughtered people. My church, what I've built, I have benefited this community. I've given to the homeless. I've had the followers give to the homeless. I've lifted this community up with everything that we've had. So I understand now that I was wrong in believing what I believe. Like I understand like my beliefs weren't correct. But they weren't bad. Like they didn't cause pain. Mm-hmm. They didn't cause sorrow. So the fact that the emperor's like, we gotta put an end to this, he was like, why? Like he, that was a yeah. struggle in his mind. Like he, he understands the scope, the overall scope, but there's nothing wrong with what he did, you know? And he was looking at the alternative, a world without religion, and he realized, like, fuck, like, you're just leaving humanity to humanity. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think he came to the realization that he was wrong, because he actually talked about, you know, he said, listen, I've devoted my entire life to this, and I may be wrong, but I became a good person, mm-hmm. and I'm going to die a good person. Yeah. No, it's respectable, and, that, and that's kind of where it ends. We would see, like, the emperor just kind of lets him go back in his church and die. It's very similar to, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the story of the monk that burned himself alive. You know no. this one? Um, it's a really famous, I think it's on a Fall Out Boy uh, album cover. Um, it was, like, a really famous video on where this monk in Nepal mm-hmm. wanted to demonstrate his, like, how, like, literally pain, his, his dedication to his religion, you know, killed himself. It was a um, publicized suicide where he lit himself on fire. And he was just sitting there, no screens, nothing, and then just collapsed. Um, and I think that's, like, very symbolic of what was happening here. But you get this really cool fucking line from this preacher, the priest at the end where he goes, People are going to worship you. You know that, right? And the emperor's like, we'll see. <laughs> and they do. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's the last church, and it was so fucking good. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Just proof, like, no shit mm-hmm. that people are going to worship you. The priest was already worshiping the emperor. Yeah, no and idea. Yeah. So... Don't you think that's kind of a huge flaw in the Emperor's grand plan? You would think, but 
The the Emperor's entire like plan, honestly, makes no sense. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Like, and that's that's another nice little parallel too, because like they say God's plan never makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But the Emperor's way of like evaluating as a human is like, what do you do? People like they look for something to worship, basically. I think it's an inherent trait that some have. Yes. Yeah. But I think overall, like, regardless of that, the emperor has insane power. Yeah, and I mean, it's like you have someone that's literally taking over like worlds. How can you not think of him as like a god? Forget about taking over worlds, because people, men, can't do that. He is changing his form. He is awe-inspiring to all these people. He's a psyker beyond any comprehension. Like, I don't think that there's a psyker in the 40k universe that could compete at his level. Yeah. Um, Uh, The closest probably Magnus. Maybe, yeah. And, like, he just does the craziest feats that no one believes. Like, when he goes and finds the Primarchs, he's doing crazy shit to get these Primarchs on his side. And even his sons are like gods. Yeah. So it, it's it's kind of weird to think about this guy's plan when you're like, hey, like, don't you think you might be the problem in the plan? Um, yeah, so it's, it, it's interesting. And I like how the priest was able to point that out. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was so fucking good. Definitely my favorite. But I mean, we're already at 52 minutes here, so we should probably move on to our last book. Yeah, last Which, one. honestly, we've actually talked about before, earlier on, when we talked about Angrod for the first time. Oh yeah, this is kind of a cool one. Um, it's after, after Daisha. Yeah. Um, we pretty much covered this in the entire prequel. Mm-hmm. We can go ahead and move through. Although honestly, when you talked about it in the and when we talked about it, or you talked about it in the prequel, it sounded a lot more badass. Honestly, Karn, I was not that impressed with on this. I thought in my mind because I remember re- watching a YouTube video or reading about this story. I thought Karn was gonna fight Angron. Yeah, but instead it's just like, just kind of takes it. Just doesn't die. Yeah, so essentially, Angron gets teleported onto the world leader's ship. The Emperor's a big dick father to Angron. Yeah, it's like, alright, this is your legion. See ya. Yeah, he doesn't help Angron in his world or anything. And Angron's just really pissed that, like, he grew up his entire life on this planet. To do these crazy things to overthrow this like evil group there, yeah. And then at the end, it's like boom, um, you don't get to do that because I'm the emperor. I've showed up, and I'm going to go ahead and say this is your life now. Yeah. And uh, he told the this is the craziest fucking thing to me. The emperor told the world leaders, the Terranborn world leaders, like, hey, this is your prime mark. They're like, yeah. He's like, by the way, he's fucking crazy. Good luck. <laughs> and it's really cool like how like the, like this describing anger like he's like sitting there, he's talking to himself and he's like he's like oh you just don't even understand you don't, you don't have the fucking nails you don't know shit you're you you haven't earned anything I when I'm reading him the way they write him he sounds like a brute um he sounds like almost like yeah. Tarzan yeah I imagine like uh, like a like a schizophrenic Tarzan or something yes exactly because he's like. He can't communicate well, and then he's also fucking all over the place with yeah. his thing. So, like, imagine being corn 
And you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Everyone's like getting these really badass Primarchs and Carnos, and it's like, Emperor's gonna kill our legion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the other one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, um, uh, he's locked in like this room, and all these world leaders are going in one at a time. By the way, yeah, to try and happen. try and convince Angron to join their Imperium or whatever, and they're all dying, and finally it falls to Karn to go. So Karn goes down. Whole story is just Angron beating the shit out of Karn. Pretty much, it's, just, it's all Angron ranting. Karn yeah. barely says anything. Yeah, he's like, you're. You're like, my dad, please stop, please. And in my mind, I'm like, why didn't Karn just try to fucking fight back? That's what I'm thinking, you know? Yeah. Like, he could have. Yeah. I think Angron would have respected that shit. Yeah, but he doesn't. And eventually Angron's just like, okay. Yeah, and he says, uh, like, they had the net, what was the plant, was it, um, City Eaters, or was the name of his, like, group? Something like that. City eaters, like you will be my world leaders. Yeah, something like that. Good one, Ingron. I really want to read more about this because I know as time goes on, the world leaders' legion becomes a little fucked up. Mm -hmm. Um, Like Ingron starts requesting that the butchers' nails. Yeah, they all get the butchers' nails eventually. Most of them. Uh, Then it gets like. The Emperor is like, no, you can't stop. do that. <laughs> and then Angron does it anyway. A lot like how Magnus just, like, fucking continues to do... Psycho shit. Yeah. So that was the story of, of After Daisha. It wasn't... It was okay. Like, it was cool to see Karn, but, like, when I read about Karn in the second book, in the third book, I was like, Karn's a badass yeah well, like when we talked about him in the introductory or whatever like yeah this story i thought it was way, way more badass but like i read it i was like that's it and he was kind of a bitch yeah he also was uh like he's a big thing on the tabletop too and like he's not that cool to read about like i really yeah. thought that this was going to be an epic battle between karn and um angron yeah i think honestly this one and the last church should have swept like swapped places in this book just because, like, I feel like ending on this note was kind of just like, eh, okay. Where, like, when I finished The Last Church, I was like, whew, that was a fucking good read. I really enjoyed The Last Church. I remember I was reading The Last Church, and, like, I was getting, like, excited. Yeah. I was, like, telling Katie. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm reading this cool book. She's like, what's going on? I'm like, let me explain it to you. <laughs> I know you don't give a fuck, but just you wait. You're about to. Like, so there's this guy called the Emperor. <laughs> He's a god, but he's not really a god. He's trying to say he's not as go- not a god, but people worship him as a god. So anyway, the warp. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, all right. Uh, where's where's those hydros? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was really excited. This one, I was like, oh, it was okay. Yeah. Weird one to end on. It's kind of interesting that Angron is the cover art of Tales of Heresy. Yeah. It's almost like the uh, editors read all the books and like, this is our staple. I'm like, nah. Honestly, I think it should have just been like a church or something. That would have been, been cooler. Like church on fire or something like that. Yeah, even just like just like a gothic-looking church. Like that's how I imagined it was like this big gothic church. I was thinking of like a smaller hovel kind of church. Uh, no, I'm imagining kind of like almost like cathedral. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. 
But that's that's Tales of Heresy, guys. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was cool to read like these different stories. Everyone says they don't like the short stories. I enjoy it. I really enjoyed the short stories. It was a good stories. break, and it was a good, like... It seemed like something like I could read in one sitting. One yeah, or two it was, sittings. It was nice just to be like, okay, like, my goal is, like, I just want to, like, finish, like, this story. Because, like... Sometimes, like, you know, I'm reading one of the books and, like, a chapter, like, ah, uh, it kind of ends up like a cliffhanger. I'm like, god damn it. It's fucking late. Or the other way around. Well, you'll be reading it and you're like, I'm not into it. And then, end. like, you don't get to it till like, a week later. Yep. That happens all the time. Yeah. Where, like, this was like, oh, I'm ready to start something new. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Really enjoyed it. I can't wait to, like, have more of, like, these types of books. Um, It's one of my favorites. I think enjoyment level, I give it a nine. Yeah, I'd say so, too. Heresy-wise, I don't... We talked about this previously. Yeah. I think we said it was like a three or four because we do see like um, oh, there's like something's important. Like the church is like important. It talks about is there, but we also get to learn a bit about Angron. We get mm-hmm. to learn a bit about Lorgar. We have maybe uh, the Sisters of Silence becomes a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like the thing like the difference between like the Calibanites and the yeah. Dusk Raiders. But you was that what they were called before? No, you're thinking of um. The Death Guard. Oh shit, you're right. I don't remember what. The, I don't know what they were called before. Yeah. But um, skippable. Yep. Skippable book. If you wanted to, you could skip it. But worth it's reason. worth it for just a few of the stories. If you really like, honestly, I would buy this book. I would pay the ten dollars just to read the Last Church. Yep, I agree. Um, other than that, that's it. Next week we're gonna preview Fallen Angels, which I really enjoyed. I enjoyed too. Super pumped um, for that. That's pretty good. It kind of gives us a, kind of a better taste in our mouth for the Dark Angels. It does. They do a good job. Mm-hmm. Again, if you want to be involved in our giveaway, please uh, tweet us, which is at Heresy Lodge. If you, you can also get an entry for joining our Discord, which is pinned on our Twitter. You can also email us, which is theheresylodge at gmail.com. All those will get you entered into our giveaway. It's going to be something fun. It's going to either be book-related or Warhammer tabletop-related. Honestly, I think it's better if we just let you pick. Yeah, so I think what we'll do is like a, a certain value. Uh, I think like a $60 value. Yep. Um, and so like if you're wanting like a miniature for like 100 and some dollars, maybe we can like help support that. You yeah. Know? Or like I know we have several viewer or listeners that are like not in the U.S. We'll get it figured out. Yeah, we'll find like some way to get you whatever the gift. So don't feel like you're not gonna get it. We'll figure it out. Absolutely. Other than that, guys, this is our final review of Tales of Heresy. I hope you guys have a good weekend. Again, a happy late birthday to Gavin over here, and thank you again to our fan that sent us this beer. It's fucking awesome. Appreciate it. Really appreciate it. You guys have a good weekend.